get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four-hour laid over Fifth out, I flush out, red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever, doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover, this is getting colder And I ain't got time, man, I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people, look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll be clowning. Oh, my mic's open. Hey. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. You know what I mean? This is The Foundation, and we are High Frequency. I definitely want to welcome you to this episode, The Secret. Nope, that was last week. 1% information (laughs) before 1% wealth, which I guess is... 1% 1% information is secretive. Secretions. <laughs> I'm I'm clowning. I'm in a I'm in a good mood like I usually am, you know what I'm saying? So please pardon pardon my my, you know, my humorous attitude. If you're in a bad mood, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you're in a good mood, I hope you can rock with me, you know what I'm saying? This yeah, is the foundation. We are high frequency. I got to be professional. Got to be professional. You know what I'm saying? Look, this is serious. <laughs> incorrect. Well, we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we're looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. Let me, let me button it up. Let me, let me button it up. I would like to say all thanks, praises. Honors due to the creator and ancestors. I also want to say big up, shout out, salute to my big brother, Yusuf L. You can call him the uncle of the conscious community, or you can call him Uncle Yusuf, or you can call him big brother, Uncle Yusuf L. Or, you, you know what I'm saying, just don't call him collect, you know what I mean? Because he ain't, he ain't going to accept it. <laughs> all right, all right, hold on. He's the creator of High Frequency Radio Network. Make sure if you're interested in any way, shape, or form of getting your dance on with regards to secure party process or anything of that nature, which we do not discuss here on the foundation, check him out, spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com. Once again, spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com. Dot com is where you can find the brother at Secure Party Creditor Secure Secure Party, man. It's, you know, hey, it's, it's public bank banking from the private side. Hey, but shout out, you know, to the brother, big brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> you to fail. I would also like to welcome you to check out welcome to the foundation.com make sure you sign up for the email list for that exclusive content and offers only available to email subscribers as well as check out that pdf section you know there's a lot of documents on there that are for free not for the fee you can grab them join and be on your business i'm saying no fee. Just you know, hey, just download them things. I guess if you're paying for your internet connection, whether it is mobile or not, you know what you got. You got Comcast. You got FiOS. What you got? Huh? You got uh, a. <laughs> you got broadband. You got fiber. Doesn't matter. Just grab the PDFs. Depending on what your internet connection is, it may or may not download expeditiously, but. You know, as long as you're on the site, you know, make sure you check out the other things we got popping. You can find all of the 
social media pages, the links, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter link, all on welcome to the foundation.com as well as the education tab. You can find the foundation trust primer that is over 18 documents, hand bicked, man bicked, bickery, hand picked by yours truly. You know, if, if you're trying to, you know, get your understanding on or what, what is this guy talking about? You know, I'm very familiar with, with a certain type of trust, but what he's talking about doesn't seem to be in line with the familiarity that I have with trust. Well, I would say you want to start with that foundation trust primer. It'll be emailed to you in a zip folder. You can unzip it and you can get with it as far as, you know, getting your understanding, your understanding, your understanding, your understanding. Look. I do not apologize for my mood, but I apologize for my mood. If you understand what I'm saying. But, you know, that's the Foundation Trust Primer. We also got the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. I would say beginner, intermediate, maybe a little bit of more advanced. One, one, two, and three. You know, if you want to further your understanding and education on what we discuss here at the Foundation, you want to grab that series like it's going out of style, you know what I mean? And they're going, like they're going out of style. It's crazy, you know? I don't know what's going on, but I appreciate y'all investing in your private education because it is what's up. But it's a PowerPoint presentation, got visuals, got audio, you know, depending on how you learn, Supreme Court case citations, internal revenue code citations. I mean, we do it all here at the foundation. Make sure you check out that foundation trust series. Start with number one if you want. Grab them all if you want. It's up to you, 100%. 100%. We also have that passport, no social, part one, part two. That brother Chris L came through. You know, definitely, definitely blessed us with that information. Definitely. You know, it's his brother. He's in there. He's in the streets. He's doing his dance. You know, he, he utilizes his own process of obtaining it, of utilizing it, and he shares it with us. It's not something that he, he read somewhere and then is turning around and just trying to, you know, Tell people what he read. Nah, that's what it is. You know? And that's the education tab at welcome to the foundation.com. I invite you to check it out. As well as, you know, you can make a donation. You can also book a consultation, all from the same spot. It's you know, it's luxurious. It's welcome to the foundation.com. I want to do as I always do. I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, live callers. Y'all live internet listeners, your Skype listeners, I, man, look, I'm learning every every single day, and there's different ways to check out the show. I appreciate it. I would encourage you to continue. You know, thank you very much. The archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, uh, Audible listeners, you know, uh, you know, iTunes. Yo, how? How? How, how you get to how? However. You listen to the show. I want to say peace, whether it's live or archived. I want to say peace. I also want to say peace to all the trustees here at the Foundation and Private Trustee Training. See y'all on Sunday, as well as anyone else who's investing in their private education, whether or not it is an investment being made here at the Foundation. And finally, I want to say peace to anyone we have done business with in the private via private consultation or otherwise I want to say peace to anyone that has sent an email 
well wishes the current event or has otherwise added to the foundation. You know? So, definitely want to say peace. Appreciate y'all checking out the show live. I see you in the in the switchboard. That's what's up. Thank you very much. You are appreciated. And you are associated with the foundation. Mm, can't do nothing about it. What you gonna do? No, can't do nothing. <laughs> My bad. I'm clowning. Y'all... I don't think y'all listen to the show to hear me clown. I think you listen to the show to hear me get down with this information. You know what I'm saying, all right, look, let's we gonna yeah, we gonna <laughs> we gonna get into the uh, you know what I mean. Let's just jump into these current events. All right, let me. Uh, I'm trying to stay on task, on point. I'm in a good mood. I can, I'd rather just crack jokes all night, but let's not do that because that's not what y'all here for. Y'all here for. The information We're going to get into the 1% information Before 1% wealth I know When you hear that 1% information Before 1% wealth It makes complete sense I know it does You know the truth kind of rings Has a certain vibration That you recognize Even though if you never heard it before You recognize it as truth And I'm sure As you recognize the truth Of 1% information Before 1% wealth It makes sense You know if you use your, your, your wonderful powers of deduction, that would completely line up. Like, yeah, I would have to possess 1% information before I could create or possess one, the 1% wealth. You know, that makes sense. Okay. All right, sold. All right, sold. We're we, we going to get into that. Definitely going to get into that. But first, let's jump into these current events. You know, um, a lot of these news sites are locking down, which means they'll give you one you know, article, maybe two, and then anything beyond that, you got to sign up, you got to pay, you know, I just don't do that dance, I don't do that dance, you know, on the high seas of the digital, you know, world, I'm what is known as, you know, I don't know, maybe a pirate, I don't like to pay for too much, I'm cheap, I'm a cheap man, I, I spend money, I like luxurious things, but I'm cheap, figure that out. It's an oxymoron that I still haven't fully come to grasp with. Enough about me though. Let's talk about people and how many people are at risk of losing their homes. Along the uh, I'm saying alongside the prospect of a brand new surge you know what I'm saying? A nationwide wave of eviction threatens greater than six million households which have fallen behind on the lease. The true extent of the menace has been masked by a nationwide moratorium on evictions but that ban will expire Saturday very soon a couple days. Permitting landlords to begin or proceed with evictions in most states. 14.7% that's the number of of renters renting households in the United States that owe against their lease. 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%, some cases 50 and 75% behind on their leases. This drawback is very acute. In 250 counties, and it plays that at at least one in five renters are behind in keeping with the evaluation, but nationwide, the sheer scale 
of lease debt is alarming. An estimated $23 billion in all. $23 billion. Y'all understand the full scope of this? It's about $3.8 billion in some cities with an estimated $3,800 per common family in arrears. Some as much as $30,000. State and native governments can stop this rental disaster from changing into a homelessness is that disaster with assistance from almost $50 billion in federal emergency rental assistance funds. Yet regardless of the coordination effort and up-to-date acceleration, the rollout is just too sluggish. Too few renters are eligible. And the appliance course of it is just too difficult. As a consequence, funds are reaching solely a small fraction of those that want them the most. For instance, $158 million has been dispersed in California, whereas over $1 billion was utilized for South Carolina. Beneath $1 million has been dispersed out of $39 million requested. Distributing direct support this in this fashion is new to many governments, and each locality has a singular housing Panorama. I love that word. Y'all know I love that word. The first time seeing it in the wild. But with the moratorium ending in simply days, they've run out of of time. There can also be an enormous eligibility hole. We estimate that of the 6.2 million households in arrears, half make more cash than the federal program permits. And due to this fact, are not eligible. The results that at-risk households in almost each county are nonetheless catastrophically behind. Evaluation in tandem was primarily based on the Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey, from which has been found in a position to estimate each renting family's chance of being behind on the lease. We discovered that within 84 largest city counties, Together with Philadelphia, wow, Philadelphia, St. Louis, and Dallas, renters face a collective $13 billion invoice. Also worrying are counties throughout the Deep South and a number of counties in South Carolina and Mississippi, for instance, multiple um, of four. One in four renters are behind. Two in four renters are in possibility of being behind who wrote this article man a robot there are additionally tens of millions of households in danger in small counties in columbia county georgia north of augusta augusta wow wow is that what they meant they meant augusta i know they did because they wow um the estimate of 1200 households owe a collective of 4.6 million dollars man the numbers in giant cities city areas are staggering Nearly 300,000 renters owe, on average, $5,300 in Los Angeles County. In New York City, even over 400,000 renters, man. That's almost a half a million, player. Owe a collective $2 billion. Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Miami-Dade, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and San Diego all present at least 
55,000 households vulnerable to eviction for non-payment. Each, each one of these cities, each one of these counties have at least 55,000 households. I mean, we're on the brink of something crazy. Renting households which are behind in the United States. Wow, who wrote this article, man? Yo, this is from lightlynews.com. It's not my my reading skills that are in question here. It's the writing skills and the entity by which it was written. I mean, I feel like this was a robot that wrote this. We're going to move on. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. This article is making my eyes hurt. This is, you know, it's an effect of these major news articles continually requiring money to read their stuff. You know, hey, I mean, I'm not, look, I'll find a way. Well, we got this, Microsoft News, MSN Money, Feds, man, look, hold on. Before I say this, y'all, if y'all listen to this show regularly, you know what I mean? Y'all check out the foundations regularly. You will recognize that I have been talking about inflation for a while. I've been talking about inflation. I've been talking about phantom inflation. I've been talking about straight up inflation. The increase of prices of goods and services due to the increase of currency in the system. There are more currency notes chasing the same goods and services in some situations less goods in the you know you talking about chips the chip sector microchips there's less of them i've been talking about this inflation man and you know federal reserve open market committee you know they've been talking about how inflation is going to be transitory it's going to be transitory it's going to be short-lived it's going to i mean for months man i feel like we look it's been like a year. They've been saying that this, you know, inflation is going to be transitory. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be transitory. Look up the definition of the word transitory. Transit would be the root root word of transitory, which means it's moving. It's going away. It's going to be here, but then it's going to be over there, and it's going to go. And I've been saying, like, pay attention. I've been pointing out. You know, even on social media posts, you know, pointing out you got phantom inflation. You're paying the same price for goods, but it's less goods. And true inflation, you're paying the same, you're buying the same good, but it, they want more notes for the same good. You want a tire? Well, last, you know, 2019, you bought that tire, it was probably $65, $75. 2021, the same exact tire from the same exact manufacturer is likely going to be 30 Minimum 30% more expensive Due to inflation Don't worry about it It's transitory We got your back Check this out Fed's Powell says Inflation could be higher And more persistent Than expectations Man And if this doesn't Grind your gears I had this dude <laughs> This dude I know Used to say it all the time Man it cracked me up Every time he said it uh, It grinds my gears man <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I just said that. It just popped in my head, so I said it. But, you know, if this doesn't make you feel a certain way, I don't know what does. 
for man like for a year. This man has been going on news sites. He's been doing interviews. He's been doing um, announcements. Look, man, giving speeches and stuff, saying that we have inflation under control. It's going to be transitory. It'll be here, and then it'll be gone. It's only because of this, because of that. Now, now, fresh off a two-day meeting with top Fed officials, Jerome Powell told reporters that, while inflation could be more intense than previously thought, indications are that it will settle back down in the future, and the Fed is not ready to begin talks about raising interest rates to mitigate price increases. Quote, as the reopening continues, bottlenecks, hiring difficulties, and other constraints could continue to limit how quickly supply can adjust, raising the possibility that inflation could turn out to be higher and more persistent than we expect. End quote. Powell said during a conference, a news conference today, he wanted to say, quote, indicators of long-term inflation expectations appear broadly consistent with our longer-run inflation goal of 2%. If we saw signs that the path of inflation or longer-term inflation expectations were moving materially and persistently beyond levels consistent with our goal, we would be prepared to adjust the stance of policy, end quote. Consumer prices increased at 5.4% for the year ending in June, that's last month, the highest rate of inflation since 2008. The Department of Labor said earlier this month the figure was well above the predictions of 4.9%. They lied. The Fed is targeting 2% sustained inflation and full deployment and has said that it is not concerned about inflation overshooting the goal as long as it sinks back down. Powell noted today that current inflation is, quote, well above 2% and also emphasized that there is absolutely no sense of panic. <laughs> Yeah, you believe that? <laughs> I don't believe it. He needs like 18 more people, and I still wouldn't believe it. The chairman said that the central bank sees current price growth as driven by the supply side, which is having trouble handling the massive spike in demand as the United States emerges from the panorama. Following the meeting, the Federal Open Market Committee hinted at tapering its purchases of government bonds, which would be a first step toward reversing the emergency easy money policies implemented as the panorama took hold last year. And the markets did not like that player. Let me tell you something, something very simple. Governments want to pay back their debts with inflated currency. Period. The interest payment on debts is like in the billions, man. In the billions, man. Look how much you should look up how much the government pays in interest every day on its desk. I mean, I'm on its on its debts. I said desk because there wasn't one in the room where I was at when I was out of town, man. But you know, hey, that's personal. Let me stay. Let me stay focused. You should do a search for what the daily interest, just the interest payments on U.S. debt is. Just do a search. It's cr- it's a crazy number. It's it's an unfathomable number. It's ridiculous. And a raising of the interest rates is going to be a problem, not only for the market, but for the government. Please understand what I'm saying. Do some research on this. Because, you know, I could be lying. I could be straight crazy. You know what I mean? I could be, like, popping happy pills and just jumping on high frequency, just talking a bunch of ruckus and nonsense. 
You never know. I suggest you do your own research. But CNN business prices are surging. Here's what is getting more expensive. By now, you probably know that everything is getting more expensive, from furniture to used cars to uncooked beef roasts. Consumer prices have grown steadily since January as the economy recovers and Americans are spending money again. Is the economy really recovering if it costs more money? I mean, let's let's stay on top. Let's stay on eight. Also, sending prices higher, the ongoing panorama has complicated supply chains, limiting supply, even as demand for goods soars. Overall, consumer prices rose 5% month over month. The previous made the biggest jump since 2008. Household furnishings, furnishings, furnishings. I like that one, furnishings. It should have been furnishings. That should have been the word instead of furnishings. Furnishings, man. Furnishings. That's, I'm, from now on, I'm saying furnishings. That's my choice. Thinking of buying a new couch? Well, maybe some new bedding? Oh, be prepared to pay more than usual the household furnishings and operations prices, <laughs> which includes categories such as domestic services and furniture and bedding, increased 1.3% just last month. From the outset, the change doesn't seem like much, but it marks the largest monthly increase since January. You ready? January 1976. Player, I wasn't even alive in 1976. Wow. Last spring, as the panorama brought economic chaos, sawmills closed in anticipation of a housing slump. That slump never came. Now, lumber prices are exploding as lumber supply has tried and failed to keep up with the demand what else is getting more expensive transportation for the second consecutive month used car and truck prices surged last month they rose 7.3 percent accounting for around one-third of the overall increase in prices in may in april used car and truck prices rose 10 percent man the biggest monthly price rise since used car data was first tracked when did they first started doing that? They first started tracking used car data in 1953, man. That was before the Civil Rights Movement, man, if you even care. I'm talking about Dr. King. I had a dream. I'm talking about Malcolm X, man. I'm even talking about... 53 was a long time ago, player. New cars got more expensive, too, rising 1.6% in May. That's the largest one-month increase since October 2009. Okay, okay. Makes you feel a little better, but still, these are ridiculous numbers. The shift to working from home coupled with job loss last year caused auto sales to plummet. In response, many dealerships closed. While the demand for cars has returned, the supply has not. Auto plants around the world have been forced to close or limit production following a recent computer chip shortage. Now, car dealers have fewer cars on their lots. The strong demand and limited supply are continuing to send prices Soaring. Soaring. Travel. Americans have been stuck at home for over a year now, but with relaxed poke-poke restrictions and increasing rates of poke-pokes, travel is returning, and people are eager to get going. Airline fare prices continue to surge, rising 7% last month just alone. Other forms of travel transportation continue to rise. Car and truck rentals are 12.1% more expensive, and other intercity transportation now costs percent more i recently traveled it was not cheap once 
you get to your destination, things aren't as bad. Intercity transportation prices decreased four tenths of a percent last month, but I don't believe you. Food. If you're planning on buying uncooked beef roasts or beef steaks at your party this year, you might want to reconsider the price for each rose 6.4% and 4.3% respectively last month. As an alternative, you can try Frankfurters. What is a Frank? Oh, that's what they call Frankfurters? Frankfurters. (laughs) I never knew that's how it was spelled. Which are now 1.9% cheaper. Ew. Who eats that? Aren't those like long hot dogs, man? Y'all know what hot dogs are made out of? Don't do it to yourself. Or ham, which is 2.7% 2.7% cheaper. Overall meat, poultry, fish, and eggs prices rose 1.3% last month. Fortunately, however, pickle prices fell 2.1%. Ooh, let's just eat a bunch of pickles. I mean, is it their job, those who write these articles, to try to spread a little cheer? Let's spread a little panorama cheer. Don't worry about it. Let's, we're going to spread some inflation cheer and tell them what reduced in prices like pickles. <laughs> oh, my bad. Non-alcoholic beverages fell a half of a percent. And apparently, fruit and vegetables are on the rise. Health, although prices are rising, there are some good news, particularly if you need a doctor, the medical care index, which includes items such as medicinal drugs, medicinal, y'all know what I was going to say, medicinal man. Nope. Medical equipment and healthcare services increased 0.9% over the last 12 months. Yes, that's right. And it's higher than the same point last year. But it's the smallest increase since March 1941. You know, these are really old numbers. They're far away. Makes me feel a little different. CNN Business, Barbie. If you're going to buy Barbie, you're going to pay more. Barbie Maker says higher prices are coming just in time for the holidays. You can now add toys to the growing list of products that global supply chain woes have made more expensive to produce. No, it is the inflation of the currency. They're going to blame it on the panorama, y'all. They're going to blame it on the panorama. They are, and they have been. And they won't say anything about, oh, well, we increased the monetary supply by 30%. But that has nothing to do with price increases. That's a lie. Toymaker Mattel, whose brands include Barbie Hot Wheels, Fisher Price, and American Girl, said in an earnings conference call last Tuesday that is raising prices in the second half of the year in a run-up to the holiday shopping season, which is the toy industry's most important sales period of the year, player, the entire year. Mattel CEO, wow, Enon Crease, Wanan Kraz, Yanan Krazai, look, one of those was probably close, y'all, said on the call that the company is managing through global supply chain challenges that include higher production and shipping costs and is choosing to offset those by implementing higher prices for its toys in many of its key markets. So if you're doing, if you, hey, you plan on doing a Barbie dance, it's going to cost you. CNN Business, Taco Bell is facing a food shortage. Do you eat a Taco Bell? Do you? 
And if you do, does it give you the poops? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. Taco Bell is warning that some customers' favorite items might not be available. The chain apologized on its website, saying that because of national ingredient shortages and delivery delays, uh, Taco Bell locations might be out of some options. Quote, apologies for the inconvenience, and we hope to feed fans its current Taco Bell cravings again soon. <laughs> End quote. Taco Bell said in a statement to CNN Business, it didn't specify which menu items or cities were affected. Taco Bell is the latest restaurant chain to be affected by global supply chain disruptions that have rippled across industries. Fast food chains have been hit particularly hard in recent months by a labor shortage and low inventory on some key ingredients. Chick-fil-A recently limited the number of sauces it's giving out to customers because of limited stock. Starbucks also apologized to customers for being out of some items, including oat milk. Taco Bell is owned by Yum Brands. Its CEO, David Gibbs, said in an April earnings call that supply chain issues have also been a problem for its sister restaurant, KFC, which is struggling to keep up with strong consumer demand for its new chicken sandwich. How you going to make a new chicken sandwich? You ain't got no chicken, man. <laughs> I don't even eat meat, man. So don't holler at me. Don't holler at me. I ain't been eating, you know, I'm not eating this stuff. CNN Business again. There will probably be a shortage of back-to-school supplies. I mean, come on, man. Did you ever think that you would hear such a thing? Back-to-school shopping is always a nightmare. This year, expected to be even worse. Freddy Krueger, Freaky Jason, they're going to show up in your nightmares. While parents may be used to encountering shortages of items such as sneakers, backpacks, and gadgets later in the season, which typically lasts from mid-July through the end of August, products are expected to be in tight supply even earlier. That means shoppers could find themselves picking over the handful of ugly backpacks <laughs> and bento lunchboxes with missing pieces left at the store as early as this month. With more classrooms fully reopening in the fizzle, industry experts expect demand on school merchandise to be robust with shoppers spending on average per family. According to the National Retail Federation, the retail industry's largest trade group, but that demand is also coming face-to-face with face-to-face with tight inventory levels and delayed shipments, which will impact retailers' ability to replenish products on shelves later in the season. Quote, what we will likely see is more limited choice and lower stock levels towards the end of the back-to-school period, end quote. This is Neil Saunders, retail analyst and managing director at Global Retail Data. He went on to say, quote, some consumers will inevitably miss out on the things they want to purchase, end quote. What does that mean? Start school shopping early, like now, maybe tomorrow, Monday, I don't know, Sunday. You can even... and. You might not be willing to do this, but you can shop on the Lord's Day. Get them school supplies. Get them. Where are my Nikes? The overhang of the panorama is also adding to the problem, problem, according to the new report. If you're hoping to scoop up a fresh pair of Nikes, you might have to move fast. Or, (laughs) they won't say it, but I will. Just do it. (laughs) Corny, my bad. I'm sorry. The report released this week from... 
Panjiva, the supply chain research unit of S&P Global Market Intelligence, said Nikes might run out of sneaks. It sources from Vietnam as the spread of the poke, poke, nope, nope, the panorama, my bad, accelerates in the region. The Panjiva report noted that two of Nike's suppliers in Vietnam have already halted production. Quote, in footwear, sneakers are by far the biggest back-to-school category for children. It said kids, but kids are baby goats. Children. End quote. This is Beth Goldstein, retail analyst with market research firm NPD Group. Nike said in an email to CNN Business that it is confident in its ability to navigate these near-term dynamics and they remain prudent in their planning. The company said it is prioritizing the health and safety of its employees and suppliers and expects its suppliers to prioritize the health and livelihoods of their employees. Panjiva data indicates that clothing, children's shoes, children's shoes, children, and backpacks remain in tight supply with imports of those products in the second quarter, up from last year, but still below 2019 pre-panorama levels, even as consumer spending has revved up, rev, rev, boosted by government stimulus and pent-up demand. Shoppers appear to have gotten the news about impending shortages, and they're hitting stores earlier than usual. This is Roadsides. Rodsides? <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of these names, player. Rodsides, Vice Chairman. U.S. retail lead with Deloitte. Quote, 59% of them have said they would have their school shopping done by the end of July, up from 45% last year. Sides said, citing results from Deloitte's 2021 back-to-school survey that polled 1,200 parents from May 27th to June 5th who have at least one child attending school in grades kindergarten through 12th grade this fall he expects spending on devices will be a big driver of those purchases it's the category consumers are most worried about in terms of shortages 50 percent of shoppers are concerned about stock outs especially for tech items walmart a top destination for school shopping said while inventories of its most Basic supplies are on track. Some other categories are experiencing shortages but didn't provide further details. I will. My daughter wanted a PS5 for her birthday. Can't find one. My bad. Close friend of mine found one, but it was like almost double the price. Remember earlier I said I'm cheap? Yeah, you're moving forward. Uh at least it's coming to light. See, they have to talk about it, but they didn't talk about it when they when it was actually beginning to happen, but they're talking about it now. Why your cereal boxes and ice cream cartons are shrinking. Yeah, you're less cereal in the box, smaller snack sizes, ice cream gone missing in a container. You're not losing your mind. You're actually paying the same price or more these days for everyday items in your fridge and pantry, but running through them more quickly because their sizes have shrunk the reason a tactic known as shrinkflation deployed by consumer product brands and grocery stores the phenomenon getting less for your money because the manufacturer has reduced the size of the product has been going on for decades but it typically becomes more common when companies costs go up like the inflation surge we are seeing today when 
Costs rise. Manufacturers of consumer goods look for ways to offset the increases they are paying for commodities, transportation, labor, and other expenses. In response, they usually raise prices on existing products or whittle down the sizes of their goods. Whittle, that, that word. Man, there's a couple words that crack me up. Whittle is one of them. <laughs> whittle. <laughs> Thereby increasing the price per unit of what you're getting. Those increases are then passed on to shoppers via stores who purchase products for consumer goods companies. Consumers are sensitive to price hikes, but they pay less attention to how much a product weighs. While product quantities are printed on labels, few people actually take the time to do the math to figure out exactly what they're paying per ounce. That means it's easier for a brand to sneak in a slightly smaller box on the shelf or take a few sheets of paper out of the toilet paper roll than it is to raise prices without consumers reacting and perhaps switching brands or not buying the products. Quote, consumers are price conscious. As a consumer, I'm price cheap. That's me. They will notice if an orange juice manufacturer, for example, raises the shelf price from $2.99 to $3.19. End quote. This is Edgar Dworsky. How do you put a D and a W next? I guess it's like Dwight, right? Dworsky. I got it. Okay, cool. Chill out. So. A former assistant attorney general in Massachusetts, (laughs) a longtime consumer advocate who tracks product downsizing on his website, consumerworld.org. He wanted to say, quote, if the manufacturer makes the carton or makes the carton of orange juice several ounces less in each carton, they know consumers may not catch it. And that's because consumers are not weight conscious, end quote. A lot more in this article. Y'all can check it out. It's on CNN Business. Why your cereal boxes and ice cream cartons are shrinking. I got to keep it moving because, wow, we are running out of time. CNN Business. Why rising coffee prices won't change what you pay for your Starbucks drink. Make you happy, Karen. CNBC. Tesla reportedly moving out of malls, dealing another blow to shopping center owners. Retail apocalypse in full effect. Baby, Tesla showrooms have been a staple of many high-end shopping malls, but that could be changing. The electric car maker is shuttering a number of stores in favor of less expensive locations. The decision would mark another shift in Tesla's retail strategy, which has wavered in recent years. It would also be another blow to America's mall owners, which have struggled to hang on to tenants and fill vacant Storefronts. When was the last time you had a mall? Did you count how many vacant storefronts there were? When was the last time you were in a commercial district and paid attention? How many four lease signs did you see? It's kind of getting it's kind of getting serious. In 2019, Tesla chief executive Elon Musk. I'm just playing Elon Musk said the company would be closing most of its brick-and-mortar locations and shifting its sales online. However, the company ended up reversing course and keeping a significant number of locations open. Tesla is now said to be letting go of most of its high-rent locations in malls and shopping districts in favor of putting money toward delivery centers. The automaker is also looking to rent spaces in mall parking lots and in warehouses. Think about that. Let's keep it moving. CNBC, 
All y'all rich people, y'all better watch out because Elizabeth Warren, she's on the warpath, man. She's on the warpath, man. Warren makes fresh push for wealth tax. Yes, Jeff Bezos, I'm looking at you. She was quoted saying, Senator Elizabeth Warren today reignited her push for a tax on the wealth of the richest Americans and called out billionaire Amazon founder and space tourism magnate Jeff Bezos for what she views as his failure to pay his fair share. Quote, I want to see us tax wealth. However, your wealth is tied up. It shouldn't make a difference whether you have real estate or whether you have cash or whether you have bazillions shares of Amazon. Yes, Jeff Bezos, I'm looking at you. End quote. The Massachusetts Democrat said on CNBC, quote, whatever form you have your assets, diamonds, yachts, paintings, I think there ought to be a tax on that annually, end quote, she added. That is absolutely ridiculous. That Karen be tripping. Bezos is the wealthiest person on earth with a net worth of $207.7 billion. Amazon didn't immediately respond. Why would they? A wealth tax, one of the most hotly debated tax proposals, has grown in popularity with populists and progressive pop—I'm sorry, politicians. That's a pow as a means to combat economic inequality. Jeff Bezos has not paid taxes on the wealth that he has. End quote. He is worth a bazillion dollars. He has not paid taxes on all of that wealth. In fact, Jeff Bezos many years has either paid nothing in taxes or paid 1%. Her barbs at Bezos came just over a week after the e-commerce tycoon rocketed to the edge of space with his space tourism company, Blue Origin. I like that. You like that? Blue Origin? You know, talking about Earth because it's blue, and that's the origin of humans. Or as they say, as they say, quote, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Very much. It's very appreciated. End quote. Bezos said after his flight, the tourism market is a sliver of an estimated $420 billion space economy, man. In the interview, Warren also said she's skeptical that Bitcoin will prove to be a reliable hedge against inflation over the long run. A key reason some investors choose to own it. I don't know if you believe her, but I don't, I, you know, hey, here's what changed in the new Fed statement, text removed from the June statement. <sighs> they removed text from the Fed statement. That's on CNBC. Y'all can pull that up. I'm not going to go through that. I mean, geez. CNBC, Fed holds rates near zero, says the economy has gotten better with even, even with panorama worries. Uh Let's just keep it with the headline on that one. CNBC, Google postpones return to work until October. Will require poke pokes. Remember, I, well, I think last year. Was it last year? I did a show, Will Force Vaccinations Be Coming? And I said it would only be, they'll only be able to pull that off if they do it, if you work a job. Here it comes. Sometimes I don't like being right. CEO, Sundar Pichai. Pichai? Look, I don't look. I'll be trying, y'all. The CEO of Google said the company is extending its office return for employees until October 18th amid the latest 
panorama outbreaks. In an email to employees today, Pichai also said the company will require anyone coming to the office to be poked, poked beginning in the U.S. in coming weeks. Pichai's note was, represents the second delay in office returns for its workforce of more than 130,000-plus employees amid the ongoing panorama. Quote, we are excited that we've started to reopen our campuses and encourage Googlers who feel safe coming to sites that have already opened to continue doing so. At the same time, we recognize that many Googlers are seeing spikes in their communities caused by the DV, the, the, that, that, you know, Sigma Phi Delta, and are concerned about returning to the office. Pachai said the company will monitor the data carefully and let employees know at least 30 days in advance before transitioning into full return to office plans. He also noted that employers in, quote, special circumstances, end quote, will be able to apply to work from home for the remainder of the year. But when you do return, you got to get that poke poke. Netflix will require poke pokes for actors and some crew on U.S. productions. Netflix is instituting a poke poke mandate for all of its U.S. productions. While several individual productions have required poke pokes, Netflix is the first major Hollywood studio to implement a policy across all productions. Those covered by the mandate include all actors and any crew that comes into contact with them, which is also known as a, quote, zone A, end quote, worker. All staff in that category will be required to show proof of poke poke, the report said. Exceptions to the policy will be rare, but could include medical, religious, and age reasons. The report comes as the panorama cases continue to surge in the U.S. Also, new return-to-work protocols from Hollywood unions recently opened the door for studios to require pokes. Yipes. And check this out. Biden will require federal workers to get the poke poke. Yipes. President Joe Biden this week is expected to announce his administration will require federal workers to be poke poked or else they will need to submit to strict testing measures, which means they'll poke your nasal, poke your nasal every day, poking you in the nasal. Biden is set to unveil the new rules, which followed a White House internal policy review during a speech last Thursday Two administration officials told NBC. It is unclear when the changes would go into effect. Biden is also expected to announce new steps that his administration is taking to try to boost the poke-poke rate, which has slowed significantly in recent months and fallen below prior White House goals. They're giving away gift cards, $50 for your first one, $50 for your next one. They tried French fries and burgers. They tried a lot of things. They, I saw one municipality that was entering people who got the poke poke into a raffle to win a car. Reuters, U.S. goods trade deficit widens on imports and inventories. The U.S. trade deficit in goods increased in June as imports continued to rise and strong economic activity suggesting trade likely remained a drag on growth in the second quarter. Quote, the widening in the advanced nominal goods deficit in June is further evidence that net exports will be a drag on second quarter gross domestic product. And quote, this is Ryan Sweet, a senior economist at Moody's Analytics in Westchester, 
Pennsylvania. The goods trade deficit increased 3.5% to $91.2 billion player. My goodness. Yikes. And that would mean, you know, the deficit, the difference between how much goods the United States imports versus how much it exports. It's, it's all bad. Uh, if you're into this, the Federal Reserve has established a standing repo facilities to support money markets. The Federal Reserve announced today it will establish separate domestic and international standing repo facilities to backstop money markets during times of stress. The domestic standing repo facility will conduct daily overnight repo operations against treasury securities, agency debt securities, and agency mortgage-backed securities. Quote, these facilities will serve as backstops in money markets to support the effective implementation of monetary policy and smooth market functioning. End quote. Oh, my God, this is going to go on forever. Because it has to, because if they stop, the, the, quote, economy is going to collapse. The fiscal economy, it's going to, it's a bad thing. And if you're, you should look into repo rates, repo exchanges, if you're interested, but it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what they're having to do to keep this thing going. CNBC, New York City to offer $100 incentive for poke pokes starting Friday. Hey, you get a hundred bucks. Oh man, sign me up. Starting this Friday, New York City will pay $100 to anyone who goes to a city-run poke poke site for the first dose of the poke poke. Mayor Bill de Blasio said the announcement comes just days after the mayor said all city workers would have to be poked poked. It also comes amid a surge in cases in the city driven by the explosion of the, the new variant last Friday. The rolling average of new daily cases was 32%. Goodness. Governor Andrew Cuomo said today that cities in high transmission areas, which include New York City, should, quote, seriously consider, end quote, adopting the CDC's new guidelines on indoor masking for poke poke people. Even if you got the poke poke, still got to wear a mask. Because why not? Pfizer's CEO says the poke poke effectiveness drops to 84% after six months, man. What? Yo, 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 yo. Hey, yo, son. Hey, yo, son. What'd you just say, son? <laughs> yo, what is going on? The effectiveness of Pfizer's poke poke steadily declines over time, dropping to about 84% for poke poked people. About four to six months after getting their second poke poke. This is this is the company saying this. The CEO Albert Boala 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 Boala. The comments made on Wednesday's CNBC's The Exchange are based on the findings of a new company-funded study that has yet to be peer-reviewed. It comes as the drug maker clashes with United States health officials over the need for a third poke poke. To boost immunity, the study found the, the poke poke's effectiveness was strongest at 96.2% between one week and two months after receiving the poke poke number two. It declined an average of 6% every two months, according to the study, which signed up more than 44,000 people. The efficacy after, quote, four to six months was approximately 84%, end quote. We have seen also data from Israel that there is a waning of immunity and that starts impacting what used to be what was 100% against hospitalization. Now, after a six-month period, 
is becoming low 90s and mid to high 80s. The good news is <laughs> that we are very, very confident that a third poke poke <laughs> will take up the immune response levels. Oh, my God, they're trying to poke. Look, man. Wow. Last two, and we'll jump into the show. I know current events are starting to get long. There's a lot of stuff going on. I would like to know from y'all if you would like a current event show once a week and then a straight topic show, which means that I would be doing two shows a week, but one would be strictly current events and talking about current events. The other show would be just a straight topic. I wouldn't touch on current events at all. It would give us more time or give me more time to get into the actual topic. What do you think? Please email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I'm very interested to know what you, what, what, what your opinion is. I am. I, ver- I really am. Back to the news. What we got here? QR codes are here to stay. So is the tracking they allow. When people enter Teeth, a bar in San Francisco's Mission neighborhood, the bouncer gives them options. They can order food and drinks at the bar, he says, or they can order via QR code. I don't like QR codes. I was just recently out of town. The guy, the bar, the, the bartender, the, the, the server, whatever, man. He was like, you know, you can just scan this QR code and look at the menu. And I actually pointed behind him at the menus and asked him to give me the actual physical menu. Why? Because I administer a technology company and I understand what QR codes allow. QR codes essentially a kind of barcode that allows transactions to be touchless have emerged as a permanent text fixture from the panorama. And they've been around much longer than that, though, y'all. Restaurants have adopted them en masse. Retailers, including CVS and Foot Locker, have added them to checkout registers, and marketers have splashed them all over retail packaging, direct mail, billboards, and TV, I'm going to say it like they do overseas, advertisements. (laughs) I like the way they pronounce that. But the spread of the codes has also let businesses integrate more tools for tracking. Targeting and analytics, raising red flags for privacy experts. That's because QR codes can store digital information, such as when, where, and how often a scan occurs. They can also open up an app or a website that then tracks people's personal information or requires them to input it. As a result, QR codes have allowed some restaurants to build a database of their customers' order histories and contact information. At retail chains, people may soon be confronted with personalized offers and incentives marketed with, within QR code payment systems. Quote, people don't understand that when you use a QR code, it inserts the entire apparatus of online tracking between you and your meal. Suddenly, your offline activity of sitting down for a meal has become part of the online advertising empire. This is Jay Stanley, a senior policy analyst at the American Civil Liberties Union. QR codes may be new to many American shoppers, but they have been popular internationally for years. Invented in 1994 to streamline car manufacturing at a Japanese company, QR codes became widely used in China in recent years (laughs) after being integrated into the Alipay and WeChat Pay digital payment apps. In the United States, the technology was hampered by clumsy marketing, a lack of consumer understanding, and the hassle of needing a special app to scan the codes, said Scott Stratton, who wrote in the 2013 business book, QR Codes Kill Kittens. 
That has changed for two reasons, Mr. Stratton said in 2017. He said Apple made it possible for the cameras and iPhones to recognize QR codes, spreading the technology more widely. Then came the panorama, and it's amazing what a panorama can make us do, he said. Half of the full-service restaurant operators in the United States have added QR code menus since the start of the panorama, according to the National Restaurant Association in May 2020. PayPal introduced QR code payments and has since added them at CVS, Nike, Foot Locker, and around 1 million small businesses. Square, another digital payments firm, rolled out a QR code ordering system for restaurants and retailers in September. Businesses don't want to give up the benefits of QR codes. Uh, The chief executive of digital marketing company Mobstack tells deals and special offers can be bundled with QR code systems and are easy to get in front of people when they look at their phones, he said. Businesses also can gather data on consumer spending patterns through QR codes. Just so y'all know, them Johns is not what's up. So QR codes look like a barcode, but they're like in a square. It's like a square. And it's got a bunch of different black dots, maybe lines and stuff. It looks weird, kind of alien. It's called a QR code. I would suggest that you don't use them, but you are free to do your dance. And that's it for current events, y'all. I know, I know, it was a lot. It was quite a bit. But, you know, as we live in this world day to day, we got to keep up with it. And there's a lot of stuff going around, a lot of news and stuff. And current events is specifically, you know, I was taught how to read the news by ex-Army intelligence officer. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fluff. And a lot of times the real stuff, the real important stuff can get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, here at the foundation, we, we, we added current events just for that specific reason. Because a lot of stuff is lost in the shuffle. And I want y'all to be aware of what I'm aware of, of what I'm paying attention to and what I'm watching. So for me, that's important. Again, please email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com if you think that a full current events show should be implemented so that we don't mix the current events with the actual you know, content shows, such as 1% information before 1% wealth. Now, as we get into the topic of the show, I'm going to let y'all know we got eight left, eight left, eight seconds, nope, eight minutes. <laughs> left in the broadcast so if you're listening online you might want to call in right now just you know get ahead of it call the numbers 563-999-3625 we will be streaming which means we're going to go past the limit or cutoff but if you're listening online you will be cut off if you called in you will be able to listen to the entire show unless you get disconnected if you call back in you they won't let you back in so you know i don't know maybe call in on two phones i don't know do your dance it's up to you, you know, no pressure, no pressure. 1% information before 1% wealth. What does that mean? Many people lose a lot of money, time, and energy by doing the things they do conventionally. Basically, by doing it how everybody else does it. This includes savings, how they save money, um, how you... Re- how you save for retirement, the type of retirement that you use. Uh, it includes your checking accounts, brokerage accounts, etc. And this is typically because of the cost initially of doing things different. 
whether it's, you know, maybe you have to pay a professional, make a certain donation, maybe you have to make an investment of time. That's a form of payment, time, energy that you would not otherwise do if you just kept doing what you do. Do you understand what I'm trying to say right now? Because this is a hindrance for most people. This is why most people will never change will never be able to change will never be able to get what they want or achieve their specific goals why because we're as humans you know we are creatures of habit and if the higher the upfront cost to do something different the lower the probability of most humans will do that even if I told you hey I can show you how to be a millionaire in three to five short years most people and you would be like I'm not one of those people uh you might want to be a little more honest most people would not do what was required you down yeah I'm a millionaire in three to five years yeah man what I got to do and then when you learn what is required here man look I see it all the time here come the excuses oh man you know my family oh someone passed oh you know I fell I broke my knee uh uh, I got in a fight with my girl. Um, he left me. My children, they need a lot. There's so many excuses that I hear as to reasons why people must continue doing what they're doing. And I, I know, you know, I took psychology in college. I know that the reason why most people give excuses is not for the person they're talking to. It's really for themselves. And most time, if you don't accept these excuses, you are going to be met with some sort of violence. Oh, you think you're better than me. Oh, you don't have any empathy. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. But doing things conventionally will cost you more in the long run. I'm going to repeat that. Doing things conventionally, saving money, saving for retirement, administering your estate, uh, how you title assets and property, it will cost you more in the long run than it would if you just made an investment whether energy, monetary or otherwise up front now when you can, when you have a choice you have a choice it's, it's it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing the type of human behavior throughout my life that I've come into contact with it's amazing to me because I'm the type of person that makes decisions based off of logic, not so much off emotion or, or, or hope or fear, but off of logic. I'm a very, uh, what do you call it, pragmatic person, you know? And I've been able to overcome a lot of very poor circumstances to be where I am now because I made specific choices. And I just don't understand how people refuse to make different choices. So let me get into this. 1% information. What is 1% information? Information not taught in public schools. Period. That's probably the best synopsis I could give you about 1% information. It's stuff that's not taught in the public. It's not taught in public schools. 1% information is private information. Public schools create public professionals 
Come on, man. It's called deductive reasoning. Or if that, then this, you know, type reasoning. Public schools create public professionals. Your accountant, your attorney, your lawyer, your financial advisor, your broker, all educated in the public by public schools. Straight up. All schools are established by state statutory legislation. Let's, 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 let's connect the dots. State statutory legislation. Public law. Also known as positive law. There are federal mandates within state public schools, of course, as well as different universities and colleges because these state schools accept federal funding. But I don't think there exists. I would go so far as to bet money that there does not exist a school created by the United States. Like, yo, you want to go to your United States school. I'm going to go to United States of America school. Like, no, that doesn't exist. Schools are created through state legislation, man. Positive law. Public. State elementary, junior highs, high schools and colleges and universities. State education emphasizes state structures. I'm going to say this, you know, I think it's profound. Public schools create public professionals. Player? Your accountant, your lawyer, your stockbroker, your financial advisor. If, If you employ or contract with these types of public professionals, they are taught and educated publicly. Once again, we got about 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you want to check out the show, you know, because I'm just getting started, player, you're going to want to call in 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will be disconnected in a mere seconds, player. Seconds. That's cool. You know, if it's cool with you, it's cool with me. If you like it, I love it. But back to the topic. Public schools create public professionals. And a lot of people be like, yo, I took the trust that you, you know, we got from the trustee training. You know, I took it to this attorney. And they said that don't exist. Ain't no such thing. You can't do that. First thing I say. Um, who was it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was my state. It was my, it was my attorney, your state attorney. What do you mean? State attorney. Uh, ask them where they went to college. They went to the state, you know, the college of the state, you know what I'm saying? The University of the State, the University of Texas. They went to the University of Rhode Island, man. University of, man, all these universities, all these colleges, they're state, they're state structures, player. Created by legislation, positive law. For example, this is one of the perfect examples. You can jump on your computer, your laptop, your tablet, uh, your, your, your mobile device, you know what I'm saying, your two-way page if you still got them joints, you know what I'm saying, and do a search. You can you do a Google search, whatever search engine you want to use, and type in types of business structures. I like to go to the Internal Revenue Service website because they have them. 
And it starts off like this. When beginning a business, you must decide what form of business entity to establish. Your form of business determines which income tax return form you have to file. The most common forms of business are the sole proprietorship, partnership, corporation, and S-corporation. A limited liability company is a business structure allowed by a state statute. Legal and tax considerations enter into selecting a business structure. You know what I'm saying? You pick a deal? Nowhere, nowhere on this site do I see a business trust. Most people wouldn't pick up on the wordplay of the most common forms of business are, and then his name off all these statutory entities. But, like I said, 1% information before 1% wealth. Nowhere, nowhere on here is is a business trust listed. And most people would say, oh, that don't exist. If the IRS says it don't exist, they don't exist. Why would you listen to the IRS about what type of structures are legal? Why? 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 Do you think that the IRS will ever come out and say, hey, y'all, you know what? I know we've been tripping, but here is how you uh, avoid taxes legally. Here's how you do it. Take it. It's a PDF. Here, download it here. Here's a printed version. Here's the PDF. We want y'all to know how to legally avoid taxes. If you ever believe that the IRS is going to come out and say that, I'll pray for you. I will. So most people in, you know, most state educated professionals would conclude and deduce that, you know, these these are the types of structures. These are the types of structures that your professionals are taught in their state funded and allowed schools. I don't care if it's at the university level, the high school level. I don't care if it's master's. I don't care. I don't care what letters and numbers they have behind their name. They've been taught controlled knowledge. That's what they want you to know. That's what they want them to know. It's just different levels of controlled knowledge. Bottom line, there is a such thing as a business trust. And you're not going to learn that in public school. I didn't learn it in public school. A business trust is a separate and distinct entity from its capital unit holders. But the Supreme Court will say, here you go, Burnett or Burnet, probably Burnett versus Smith. The court ruled that trust, specifically business trust, is a legal entity for most all purposes, as are common law trust. Baker versus Stern, the court said it is established by legal precedent that business trusts are lawful, valid business organizations. In Weeks versus Sibley, the court said a peer trust or business trust is not illegal if formed 
for the express purpose of avoiding taxation. This is that 1% information. You're not going to get this stuff in the public. And you'd be like, well, so I'm listening to this podcast, this, you know, this, this, this internet radio show, and this is in the public. Truth. You tell no lies. But I am not a public figure, and I am not a public professional. Period. First and foremost, if you are not administering private structures with regards to your asset protection, your wealth generation, you're doing these things, as I mentioned earlier, the conventional way. Most people, most people do not know how to administer private contract entities, whether it be a business trust, asset trust, family trust. Most people do not administer a private family foundation. Most people don't. Most people don't know how. Most people have no understanding of that. Most people have heard potentially of a private family foundation. But if you said, hey, name three private family foundations, you would get a blank stare. And you said, oh, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But if you just straight up, open-ended question, name three different private family foundations. Try it. And see if people connect the dots in their mind to understand, oh, that's the Rockefeller Foundation. That's the Carnegie Foundation. That's the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That's the, the Clinton Foundation. That's the four foundation, all these different foundations. Oh, no, because most people would think that they're public just because they're in the public. And even if you said name, name three different public foundations, they might say a public charity. Oh, uh, the Red Cross, the Boys and Girls Club, your mom. I'm just playing, not your mom. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for my, my juvenile activities this evening. But it's, it's as I said, many people lose a lot of money, time, and energy doing things that they do conventionally. You're going to lose a lot of money, time, and energy doing business through conventional means. Oh, yeah, I got a sole prop. I got this partnership. I got this S-Corp. Yeah, it's an S-Corp, nigga. I got this limited liability company. Yeah, that's what I got. You're going to lose a lot of time and energy, man. Trust me. You're not going to have access to 1% wealth. What is 1% wealth and how is it created? 1% wealth is is the type of wealth that we all want, but are we willing to do the things necessary to acquire it? 1% wealth is what Bezos got. Regardless of what Elizabeth Warren, all the world's a stage, politicians, look, that's a stage, man. They're they doing a play. I don't believe her as far as I could throw her. I really don't. And the wealthiest in the world are not going to be subject to any type of legislative imposed tax. You got to understand the difference between public and private. If you don't, you believe everything they say. Yeah, they're going to tax the rich. No, they're not. No, they're not. They might tax certain rich people who don't have 1% information, but they'll never be able to tax the rich because they are structured in a certain way that disallows public figures 
and public statutes, legislations, public code to infringe upon their wealth. I've read so many Supreme Court cases where the court said specifically, specifically, dignity of a contract cannot be set aside because a tax benefit results either by design or accident. That's Edwards versus the commissioner. That's the IRS commissioner. The IRS commissioner. They're telling the IRS, the Supreme Court is telling the IRS, the dignity of a contract cannot be set aside because a tax benefit results either by design or accident. By design or accident. By design or accident. They can say whatever they want. But these people who are structured properly, it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is is what the Supreme Court says and has said, stare decisis. And for the examiners, the IRS examiners, the Supreme Court case laws regarding these types of decisions has the same weight as the code, the Internal Revenue Code. People like, yo, you know, I got a trust. I got my 9A number. I got my trust. Fam, do you understand exactly what you're talking about? Yeah, I got a trust. What's the name of the trust? This is my name. It's my, my name is a trust. That sounds, that sounds like a living trust. That's like a grantor trust. Anything that, you know, you own can be taxed to you or litigated away from you. A, a, a grantor trust has no litigation, defense, or benefits. Well, I got it set up by, you know, this one guy, you know what I'm saying? He put it together. Look, they have trained professionals who work in departments with other trained professionals that see each other every day. They punch in and out every single day. And their job is to associate your trust as a grantor trust. doesn't matter what the indenture says, the contract, the agreement, whatever. doesn't matter what it says. And it matters how it is administered. That's what matters. It's called the substance over form doctrine. And these, these little fly-by-night, little 12-step, set up your trust, your private estate, it's not going to be able to withstand the assault of these internal revenue service professionals. This is what they do, eat and sleep every single day. They call them trust busters. And certain attorneys, certain lawyers that litigate on behalf of their clients, big banks and credit card companies and so on and so forth. You default, you can't pay something, whatever. As soon as they get wind that you then somehow are administering a trust, man, you better be well educated. You better have that 1% information. But there's a sacrifice that comes along with obtaining that 1% information, which most people will not do. I'm telling you, it blows my mind every day. I had somebody tell me, well, brother, 
That is prohibitively expensive. Prohibitively expensive. Family, this is prop. This is a fifth or a, a sixth of what you paid in taxes last year. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you presume? I would presume myself that what you paid in taxes last year was prohibitively expensive, man. But that's the conventional way. That's what everybody else does. And the more money you make, the higher the tax bracket you go into as an individual. So the more taxes that they're taking from you, man. Well, I got a refund. You got a refund of your own money. They took 20 grand in taxes out of your check over the year. And your refund, you got five grand back. They still took 15 grand from you. And they do that every year. You telling me trustee training is prohibitively expensive? Yo, it blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. I don't argue with people. I just nod and agree. I agree. I agree with your adversary before you go to court. (laughs) I agree. Like, look, I'm not arguing with anybody. It's not my job to change your mind. If you have already changed your mind, it is my job to change your life. It is my job to change the quality of your life. It is my job to help you change your lifestyle. That's my job. Not my job to change your mind. I, dude, look, there's other people for that. I'm cool. I don't have time for that. Don't. Put people putting their money in the stock market. Putting, putting their money in uh, what they call high-yield investment accounts. High-yield checking accounts. <laughs> I laugh at you. Chuckle, chuckle. Those of us with the 1% information, we put our money into private banking. We put our money into life insurance policies with cash value. We put our money into endowments. That's what we do. You do what you do the conventional way. 1% information holders do what we do. And I will definitely tell you, I'm not even close to 1% wealth, but I definitely am sitting on that 1% information, which is building that 1% wealth. And it will take at least two generations after me to continue what I'm doing to get to that 1% wealth. I understand this. I'm not, I'm not deluded. I'm, I'm not confused. Not in any way. But what confuses me is people saying, my man was like, that's prohibitively expensive. Fam, if you're listening, hey, at least I didn't say your name, right? I'm not going to put you on extra blast. And hopefully you didn't tell anybody that you told me that. But that blew my mind, fam. We're like, wow, prohibitively. How much you paying taxes every year, man? If you count up all the years since you've been, quote, working or, you know, hustling or whatever you call it, and how, how much... You've paid in taxes, man. You gonna tell me trustee training is prohibited? Cool, man. Cool, brother. Cool player. That's cool player. Those are the type of mentalities that are not fit to obtain, to breach, to broach, to to obtain and hold this one percent information. 
It's not. Y'all do investments. Y'all buying stocks and bonds and stuff like that. Cool. That's cool, player. 1% information holders put their money in private placement accounts and founders stock. You got to have a type of structure in order to do an endowment, in order to participate in founder stock. Oh, I'm getting a part of this IPO. IPO is when it's listed publicly. It's called an initial public offering. With a certain type of information, with certain types of structures, you can get on involved in founder stock. I mean, you can the stock on paying it all dollar. I don't care how much it opens at. I just want it to open. Because regardless, we finna get that payday. Oh, you got your Robin Hood. That's a little Weibo app. You get you think you're doing your dance because you can get access to IPOs. And I'm not trying to stunt on anyone. I'm just trying to put my point out there. One percent information before one percent wealth, player. That's, that's it is what it is. But I understand. I understand most people are going to continue doing what they do. Most people are conventioners. And they're going to do that conventional dad. They don't like being looking at like people looking at them funny or being singled out because they're different. Most people want to be the same as everybody want to blend in. And that's cool. That's I have no problem with that. As long as you know what you're doing, which is you're losing. You're absolutely losing. 401k. I laugh at a 401k. I'm serious. I'm not laughing at those who have 401ks. I'm laughing at the Specific financial structure known as a 401k. Why? Because I possess 1% information. Period. Never, never would I invest in a 401k. Never. Or, or an IRA. I mean, come on, man. Be serious. Be serial. That's a negatory Nathan. That's a negatathing, man. That's a negathaniel. For real. Not No. No. You got a 401k? You got an IRA? I'm not talking about you. I'm not. I'm not. Because it's quite possible that you don't present or possess, excuse me, you don't possess 1% information. Some of, some of us may have 1% information and may have acquired it at a particular point in time where there was already a 401k or IRA set up. That's fine. What are you going to do? When you get the information, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Then I got people who get the 1% information. They change their lives. They, they mitigate taxes, legally avoiding taxes, and then don't want to take the money that they otherwise would not have and put it to work. What? What do you mean you don't want to start a life insurance policy? Well, that's a lot of money, man. Blah, blah, blah. Like, man, it was, they were taking a lot of money out your check, man. What you mean, man? You know how much taxes you was paying, man? Well, I mean, now that I, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah. I just don't understand people sometimes, you know? I don't. And it's weird, you know, being so L is not so different than being, you know, an artist. You know, I feel I still feel separated from people. You know, I still feel, 
you know, different. I still feel watched and, you know, paid attention to on a level that, you know, I don't really understand. And people, you know, when I was doing music, people were like, man, that's so dope, man. Oh, man, you inspire me, man. You da da da. And I'm like, man, you can do the same thing. Really? Yeah. But then when I started telling them how much work it takes, how much time I've invested, the types of sacrifices that I've made in order to be on that stage performing and being observed by over 20,000 people, most people aren't willing to put in that work, man. They go back to sleep. Ah, I'll just buy your next album. But thanks, though. It's the same thing with this information, man. It's the same thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. And this, you know, some people have stage fright. Ain't no stage fright learning. You get stage fright from reading a book. This is so different. I had people, man, I knew people that would get on. Man, you'd be seeing them perform. You'd be like, yo, that's dope, right? But right before they performed, they was backstage freaking out, man. Freaking out. Ain't no freaking out with reading a book, man. Reading a PDF, reading the Supreme Court case law. But still, people, most people don't, will not do it. Stepping outside of that comfort zone. I just, man, it's, it's very, very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me. And I'm not talking bad about anyone. I find that, you know, my, my purpose in most of these situations is to empathize with these people. What could you, what would I have to be feeling and thinking in my mind to be making these choices and ultimately I, I come back with the, the honest fact that I must I would have to be scared I would have to be very very scared to be doing what they're doing or to not do what they're not doing I would have to be very very scared I would have to be very convinced that I'm going to fail very fearful of me failing and people laughing at me I would have to be very scared I would have to have a very low self esteem that would be me and of course of course it's going to be different reasons for different people but that would have to be me I would have to be very scared. Now, I know brothers and sisters, man, that will shoot you, pop you, choke you in front of the police, man. Ain't scared of that. But doing something they're not used to, that's different. They saw their mom do that, their brother, their sister. They watch rap videos. Do, you know, so it's... It, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. I do these shows because I want to effect a change, Right? But I come up against this wall of conventionalism. That's not, it's unconventional. And not necessarily people using that specific word. Most people say, that's different. Oh, that's, that's really different. I got to do all that? That's when I know. I lost you. As soon as someone says something like, oh, that's really different. Oh, wow. I got to do all that? Oh, that's a lot. I already know. Lost you. Most people are convinced, yo, you go to work, you know, you got to cook, you got to do all, you do a lot, man, you're busy, you need to relax, yeah, I need to relax, you need to buy this beer, you need to go on this vacation, what we don't understand the translation is, you, you're busy, you deserve to give us your money, that's the translation, it's all a sales 
operation, man. You need to sit down and watch the game and drink this Bud Light. You deserve a vacation. So pay all these merchants. And we stay in the same cycle. Because we're taught that we, we do so much. We don't do that much, man. Go back 100 years. They did a lot. We're spoiled. Let's be honest. Spoiled. Most of us are spoiled. Unless you work an intense labor job every day, like labor, like you got to pick up heavy things, put them down. You know, you're, you're, you're dealing with heavy machinery. You know what I'm saying? Farmers do a lot of work. Heavy, intense laborers. Factory workers. Some factory workers, they sit at one station and just clip things together all day. It's what's hard on their hands, but really, how much energy are you exerting? And I'm not being dismissive of what you do for a living. I'm just saying, like, put it into perspective. You don't do too much in your life to where you don't have the time or energy to invest in changing your life. I'm going to say that again. You don't do too much in your life to where you really don't have the time or energy to change your life. That's a trick. Don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't think you should. But hey, free will, I respect it. I respect free will. You do what you do. I I, I, I appreciate 100% consent. If you are not down, I'm not down. That's like the name of my game. Straight up. I'm not going to force myself onto anybody, force information onto anybody, force anyone in any situation. It doesn't give me a good feeling. It really doesn't. And I think that's whack. And I would hate someone to do that to me. But I feel like a lot of times I'm in a, between a rock and a hard place. A sock and a jar vase. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm still clowning, man. I need to chill. Professional is professional. High frequency, nigga. High frequency. But, I mean, in all seriousness, I think it's time, yo. I think it's time for you to acquire that 1% information because it is essential and absolutely required if you want that 1% wealth, if you want that 1% lifestyle. It's required. It's not guaranteed. Not everybody who acquires the 1% information has the consistency and dedication required to obtain that 1% wealth. But it puts you in a much better position. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's my passion, you know, my passion in in, in life at this point in my life is to get as many people introduced and up to speed with this with this one percent information that I I was honored blessed uh, uh, destined uh, lucky whatever you want to say to to be introduced to that was just the introduction I read and researched and and executed and applied the 1% information 
I mean, for real, for real. And it changed my life, I'm telling you. 100% changed my life. Changed the quality of my life. You know, my children recognized it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a 100% beautiful thing. It's totally different. And if you ever, you know, maybe you're like me. You were You were a child, you know? And things were happening to you. That even though you were a child, you were a young child, you knew that these things that were happening to you was not right. It's not right. You knew that these things that were happening to you, you did not deserve this. And maybe as a child, you said the same thing to yourself that I said to myself. That when I get older, I'm not going to do this to my children. I'm going to be better than my dad and my mom or, you know, whatever. And I'm going to do different things than they do. I'm not going to do that and I'm not going to do that and I'm not going to do that. Maybe you said these things to yourself as a child, as I did. I think most of us do. But from then until now, you know, from the present to the past, what really happened? Because unfortunately, our child mind did not understand the power of environment, the power of pattern, the power of habit understand how hard it would be to break away from the things that we knew were not correct that we knew were not right we understand how easy it was to get stuck in our ways which really most often times are the ways of our parents or those who were closest to us as we were coming up I think about this stuff all the time. You know what I also think about? I think about myself old. Let's talk about 80, 89, maybe on hospice. I got tubes, tubes in my hand, tubes in my arms, you know, maybe a, 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 a saline drip or whatever it is. I'm in, you know, I'm in a bed. I can't move. I don't really have the use of my arms and legs. Got age spots on the back of my hand. I look at my hand and my hand looks old. I project myself to that time of my life almost daily. And why do I do that? Why would you do that? So why would you project yourself mentally in your mind's eye to a time where you're on hospice and you're laying in the bed, you really can't move. And you're looking at your hand and your hand looks old. The reason why is I want to make sure as best as I possibly can that when I project myself to that point, where I'm in that bed, I can't really move, can't walk without assistance. I got tubes in my nose, maybe in my arms, in my veins, whatever drip, saline drip, morphine drip, whatever it is. I project myself to that time in my life and I check with myself and realize that I have very few regrets. That's the point. Very few regrets. I would say zero, but it's too late because I do have some regrets now. But I work very hard to not add to my life regrets. You ever thought about that? Also, I have conversations with my younger self a lot. The 9, 8, 12, 13 year old soul. And I don't butter it over. 
the dreams that I had, the things that I wanted to do, the things I wanted to be, the promises that I made to myself when I was 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. He and I, we talk, we kick it. Fortunately, the dreams I had are fulfilled. The promises I made, I kept most of them. But I understand most people can't do that. It's too, it's too, too tough. It hurts too much. But I would say, if you had access to one percent information, for what some would say would be a prohibitive fee, <laughs> and you have your faculties about you, you're still young and able to take advantage of this 1% information that's in your face that most people will not come into contact with, will you or will you not regret regret taking action, being consistent, being dedicated, and changing your life, and changing the trajectory of your bloodline? You lay on a bed, you got tubes in yourself, you look at your hands, your hands and arms look old. Hold your hand in front of you. Hold your hand out in front of you. I'm talking 80, 90 years on this earth. What do you, imagine what your hand would look like. Would you regret not getting your hands on this 1% information? Would all the excuses that you give yourself today measure up to the 80-year-old you? Would 80-year-old you care that you worked 40, 50, 60 hours a week and you just didn't have time, would 80 year old you care? I find that to be fascinating questions. But I ask myself every day, does, does 11 year old Salt really care? Nah, not really. Because he knew what was up. He knew what was right. He knew what was wrong. But that 1% information is at your fingertips. This is the age of information. You know? This is the age of Aquarius. It's the information revolution, not the industrial revolution. Industry mm, has breaking down, has broken down. We are in the age of information. What are you going to do with it? A lot of people, most people have access to it. If you're on a certain vibrational frequency... You have, you have a lot of things at your fingertips, but what are you doing with it? That's what I ask. And that's what probably, more than likely, that's what little you was asking. And 80-year-old, 89-year-old you will ask, why didn't you? Huh? Why didn't you? Now, how are you going to argue with yourself? How are you going to lie to yourself? And this may be kind of heavy, and I was cracking jokes. I still crack jokes. I crack jokes right now. But I keep it truthful. Not only do I seek out truth, salt, seeker of truth, I speak out truth, speaker of truth. And this is the truth. I know you know the truth when you hear it. So you have a choice to make. You want to be conventional or you're going to be unconventional? Are you going to be 99% or are you going to be 1%? But I'm, you know, I love to say it. You must grind and work how most won't so you can live 
how most can't. That's the formula. You must work how most will not. They won't. So you can live how most cannot. They can't. I have a choice to wear really, really beat up cheap clothes. I also have a choice to wear very, very nice clothes. Most people don't have that option. They don't have that choice. Most people can only wear the clothes that they have. I have a choice if I won't. I'm sitting here, right here doing this show. If I wanted to, I could be on a flight to anywhere in the world. Most can't do that. You have to grind how most will not so you live how most cannot. It's the secret of the 1%. Along with this other information that you can receive you know, here at the foundation. So that's 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 what I got for y'all, you know. One percent information before one percent wealth. You gotta learn how to crawl before you walk, walk before you run, run before you fly. And that's that's the business, you know? That's that's what it do. That's what it done. That's what it done then done dizzle. <laughs> but I'm telling the truth. And when you know the truth, truth shall what? Set you frizzle free. Free. And I'm just, hey, hey. I'm just I'm just doing my part, you know. And if we all do our part, what a wonderful life this would be. So that's what I got for y'all, you know. It's up to you, though, you know. You can email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Inquire about trustee training. Make the sacrifices necessary. Which is equivalent to grinding how most will not so that you can begin to live how most cannot. Or not, you know. It's completely up to you. It's your world. I'm just here. I'm just here chilling. But this is your world. You do with it what you please, whether you know it or not. So with that being said, yeah, I appreciate y'all checking out the show. You know, I mean, you know, I do this for y'all. I don't, I don't, you know, don't necessarily do it for myself because things are cool over here. I'll take a call or two if you want. Got a couple callers in the queue. Um, got about 18 minutes left before they cut us off. So this is uh, I'm gonna talk to him. Talk to you in a while, man. Let's let's, let's pull in Albert 602 9705. Peace, family. How you doing? Hey, brother. What's going on, man? Hey, not too much, man. Just trying You're to cool sleeping, out. Man. You sleeping? You got that uh, sleepy neck. Like I said, we were just trying to cool out here with the family, man. Catch your show a little bit. <laughs> um, appreciate you getting on, man. I was going to pass, but I, I couldn't help myself as always. 
and really kind of um, honestly take the pieces of the show here today, man. Again, I just want to let you know we appreciate you very much and really I dig in where you was at at the end of the show. And um, once again, everybody, all I can do is encourage you from uh, our place, uh, our passion, our struggle, our time here, and the different levels of wealth and education that we've obtained as well as actually experiencing with our own two hands right here, right now, at the level that we're at. You know, there's always, just like in any area of growth, you want to get gains, you got to put a little bit more pressure on it. In many days like today, um, the pressure is uh, much different than any other day, but like so it is too. To get to that next level, you have to do the thing that you've never done to get where you've never got. It's like when you want any tree, any, any plant, anything in order for it to grow, it's going to stretch. It's going to stretch itself. So, as we've been stretched today, like the other day, man, we could just give once again from our experience that Oh, man, you're going in and out. I don't know what's going on with your phone, family, but you're going in and out. Um, but just trying to let people know, uh, like what we're dealing with at, at our next level of growth, you got to put in the work, and um, we can't skip any steps. Um, you can, you know, but you're going to get the effect of playing that hot step. When you play game, what, what you do, you want to jump steps, you're going to find the half ass success that you put in. If you put in half ass, you will get half ass. You know? So when you look at your scorecard, it might say thumbs up, complete. But how complete is it really? It's, it's half-assed. So just please put in the work, everybody. You got to look and see where you at today, where you was at yesterday, and where you want to go for tomorrow. So put a real good, real good spin on it with his experience showing how. Where is your maturity level if you look at yourself in the mirror? We always have to look at ourselves in the mirror. Are we really letting this small and significant thing hold us back, hold us down, push us forward? What's it going for us? So y'all got to push them on, man. Don't let the pain and insignificant bullshit get in the way. It's really insignificant. We got a couple of chickens lying around here and... Some days these cats don't want to push out an egg, I can tell, but they got, they got to do their job. You know, it's pressure. we in the heat in order to get that fruit, in order to get to get your seed to grow. You got to put everything in the right amounts of pressure because it's like my good old brother, big brother UFL said, he said years ago, and he always stuck with me, any old idiot can throw some seed on the ground and grow some. But to really get that thing to grow to your full potential, because like a child, man, you got to mend the sword. Some shit you got to take out. You can't always just run over there and take out the issue out of the sword. Sometimes you got to wait it out for time. And you got to put good nutrients in it. You got to put good fertilizer in it. Natural stuff. Sunlight. Shade. Nutrition. Water. The balance of life. So... It's that balance of life, you guys. Don't, don't miss out now. Um, 
get this company because we all have this disease of comfort. And then get up and keep pushing yourself. No, no good thing. No, no seed is cracked open. No baby is born. Nothing is born without a little bit of pressure. And the more that you want, actually think about not even just what you want, but what is right for your soul. What is right for your soul? Not just the money game. But what is it going to take to get you right within your soul to be able to consciously lead yourself and your soul and your family through the, the, the next days in your future so that you know that you are secure in all the ways that security really is important to you. I know for me, I never feel secure because my family is 100% sustained with the food and living environment the best that I could give them to where we can be living off of the earth without being dependent. We cannot continue to be dependent. I do not feel right within my tool until that's 100% complete. And um, as much as I want it now, today, I know in order to, to get these seeds to grow correctly, I got to keep fixing the soil. We're two years in on this soil in a couple of areas we're growing in, but that ain't nothing. Because now what we know how to do is to take something from what we learned in two years, and we can duplicate it again. But it won't take two years. As we continue to progress, what we did, what took us two years, we can now do it in two months. Half the, you know, a fraction of the time. It took a lot of pressure and a lot of time to figure out what did and didn't work. But now we can duplicate it. So please, everybody, put your ass in front of me and keep it real. What you're doing now, what you did yesterday, look at it, evaluate it. What adds up? What's going to matter for your security and your future? Go with to yourself because the tomorrow, the tomorrow, man, you got to look in the future tomorrow also. Or you got to look at it in the mirror also. Is that future man, the tomorrow man, trust me, they don't, they ain't gonna feel good when you look in there in that mirror and he says, You didn't add up to what you said you could have done. So add up to what you said you did. Let your yeses be yes and your noes be noes. And your ways, they'll become more true to you. Do so your best, everybody. I appreciate you again, so for sharing the, your experience, your analogies again. You know, I, I really do appreciate that because. You know, I'm one of those individuals that goes outside some days and really feel like the time is ticking. Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and it ain't promised. Bless you, old man. Your number love. Appreciate you again for at least taking us on. So we'll keep in touch, man. Thanks for all your contacts and everything you've got going on. Much love, everybody. Good night. Yeah, family, appreciate you. Thanks for, you know, thanks for calling in. Sounds like you you could have been sleeping right now, but you know, I appreciate you checking out the show. I appreciate everybody checking out the show. And uh, I think that is that's poignant. You know what I'm saying? Let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. I think that's a big deal. And that you know, if if we can just do that. A lot of us, our lives will be different and much more fulfilled, you know, fulfilling. 
and I'm a type of person. I'm I'm a very happy man, you know, but I know what it is to be unhappy. You know, I'm a very confident man, but I know what it is to lack confidence. I'm a very well-off man, but I know what it is to be poor. And and it's it's my young life that allows me so much to appreciate my mature life, you know. It is it is it is my childhood that allows me to appreciate my adulthood. And you know, that's just me. I know other people have other motivating factors, but that's just me. And I don't have no problem sharing that. You know, I mean, it can come up with conversation and complete strangers. If the you know, if the conversation is moving at a certain, you know, degree and it and it comes up, I will tell a, a complete stranger about the majority of my difficulties in my life. The setbacks, the the abuses, you know, the the bad decisions. I do that because I'm not ashamed because I know it was either a blessing or a lesson. I learned something or I gained something. And everything in my life has brought me to here to where I'm so appreciative, to where I feel so blessed, to where I, you know, crack jokes off, where I'm laughing almost all the time. I'm laughing. I got a smile on my face. I'm laughing almost all the time. And it was the exact opposite earlier in my life, you know? I would say that I paid my dues, you know? I I paid my dues and what was necessary for me to be happy and well-off and to enjoy my life. That's why I like to say enjoy yourself. I would also say that you paid your dues as well. There may be more dues that we have to pay, that you have to pay, but I would also say that you paid your dues as well. The life that you've lived, the things that you've gone through. This is to the whole entire audience. And that you deserve abundance. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to laugh much more than you smile. Deserve to be confident much more times and much more often than you deserve to be anxious. But I will tell you this. It was a decision for me. I said it out loud. I said, I've paid my dues and I deserve to be happy and content now. I made, I manifested that. It wasn't like someone came and gave it to me. I made a choice. And that, that statement, that choice made me not speak to certain people because I deserve to be happy. Maybe not do certain things in life because I deserve to be content. There were certain things that I stopped doing, certain things that I started doing because of that announcement that I made, because of that distinction and that specific unwavering choice that I made, which has allowed me to be living how I'm living. I know not everyone's equal, not everyone's the same, but man, we all have choice. And some would say choice is an illusion. An illusion created by those with power for those without. 
But if you don't have power over yourself, if you don't have power over your own urges and compulsions, then that would be correct. Choice is an illusion. But if you possess power, choice is not an illusion. If you possess the power to say, you know what? I do like alcohol, but I'm, I'm not going to drink anymore. Why? Because I said so. Because I'm going to show myself that I'm not subjected to this alcohol or, you know, whatever it is. It could be high sugar foods. It could be fat. It could be, you know what? I'm going to start exercising more. Whatever it is. If you can exercise that power, your choice is not an illusion. And you can see that your choices create distinctions in your life distinguished from other people's choices and manifestations in their life. For me, that was all the more fuel to continue to create and make better choices so that I can create and make a better life for myself and my family. And, you know, with these shows, it's it's, it's what I'm hoping to do You know I, I trust in the universe And you know The creator And God will, You know However you know You identify That y'all are able to pick up What I'm putting down You know You know I understand many are called And few are chosen But I also understand that It's, it's us that chooses I gotta You gotta choose yourself You know, you might you might see a really nice car drive and that drive by you and that car call to you. But do you choose to own it? Do you choose to go get it? Do you choose to do what's necessary to acquire it? It breaks down that simple to me. And I do this for the love, y'all. So with that being said, I love y'all. I trust that you you picked up something. I trust that you learned something with today's episode. 1% 1% information before 1% wealth. I invite you to email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If you want to inquire with regards to trustee training, that 1% information, I would invite you to check out welcome to the foundation.com. If you would like to book a consultation or get your hands on some of the free PDFs or any of the offerings, the foundation trust primer, foundation trust series, passport, no social. If you want to find the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, welcome to the foundation.com. But ultimately, I trust that you will make a choice. And maybe not maybe not now, but very soon, if not now, that you are one of those people that will grind how most will not so you can live how most cannot. And I, it would be my pleasure to assist you in making that happen. You got to make the choice but I will, I will, it would be my pleasure to assist you in making that happen. You know, so with that being said, I love y'all, like straight up. I love y'all. I want what's best for y'all. I know you can do it. I know it's tough. I know you've been through some things and it's hard, but I know you can do it. I really believe in y'all. So know that if no one believes in you, I do. You know, I like to say, if you couldn't count to 10, you can count on me. 
But, you know, I'm one of those. I help those that help themselves. I'm, I can't carry anyone. I could definitely, I'm, I'm a cold wingman. I'm a cold assistant. I'm cold. But yeah, y'all have a great week, you know. Keep that in mind. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night as it is very important to start to begin to change the way you think. The way of thinking of appreciation. With that being said, I'll catch y'all next week here on the hottest radio network on the planet. That's High Frequency Radio Network. My name is So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. As I said, it's been a pleasure, and I will catch you next week. Enjoy yourself. Peace to the guys. High Frequency Radio.